You are listening to the Sideline SAS Podcast, Episode 59, College Football Schedule Reveal Part 2. In this continuation episode of the podcast, I am once again joined by the infamous stadium traveler, Michael Barker, as we tackle our travel schedule for the second half of the season. Plus, we discuss which conference championships we will be at. But first, some housekeeping stuff. Hey guys, Emily Van Buskirk here. Welcome to the Sideline SAS podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the SASness. The Sideline SAS podcast is generally produced every two weeks just for you, and the show notes can be found on the episode page at Spreaker.com. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to rate and review. Let your girl know how she's doing. If you feel like getting social as well as sassy, make sure to follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Sideline Sass with three S's. Or if you're more like my mom, go ahead and like the show on Facebook. If you like what you hear and you want to see more, check out the website www.sidelinesasswith3ss.com for more sports content. And feel free to follow the SAS on my personal account at Emilnem, E-M-I-L-N-E-M on both Twitter and Instagram. And if you didn't write all that down, I got you. All those links and handles can be found in the show notes. Now, let's get sassy with some people. All right, Sideline SAS podcast fans, we are back another episode of the podcast, a continuation, if you will, from the last episode. That was part one of our college football schedule reveal with my dear friend now, Mike Barker, who (laughs) is stuck with me for another episode where we break down part two of our schedule. We only made it through seven weeks in the last episode because we, you know, got a little entrenched in some of the details and breaking down the games, but that's what this is all about is the game. So uh, I'm not even mad that we did a whole hour on seven weeks. It's great. And we are back now to do the second half of the schedule, which I'm sure will go a little more smoothly, but we shall see because there's been adjustments. There's been things that have changed since we last recorded, but we're going to dive right in. No more introduction needed other than just to remind you that Mike, you should follow him on Twitter and Instagram now. Very, very active on there at CFB Campus Tour. Just to remind you guys, he is a game traveler. He has been to 100, well, he's been to all 130 campuses, which I found interesting in our last episode, but he's been to 109 out of the 130 FBS stadiums, 30 out of the 120 FCS, and he is counting down the rest of them this season, so we're going to hit all of them, and it's exciting. Welcome back to the podcast, Mike. Thank you so much for having me, and you know, when you put two people that like to talk, all of a sudden, uh, one episode podcast can go into multiple, so uh, I, I think you summarized everything very well, and okay. hopefully we have learn from uh, episode one and we can be a little bit more condensed but yeah I mean things have changed that's the way the nature of the beast but uh you know I think uh we can get through this and and lay out clearly what what the second of the half of the season looks like ending 95 different changes that eventually will happen (laughs) I know I've been thinking about this like are you gonna do or have you ever thought of doing a, a podcast as you go, like each week recapping or checking in and talking about, you know, something that's like kind of live throughout the season. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, everything is on the table. I've, mm-hmm. I've tried to be making, I've tried to make connections with people. It's amazing. You know, some people are just stuck in what they do. Yeah. Other people, they don't have time to do things extra. Yeah. There's a couple ideas I thought about. One is I uh, thought about having someone host a Twitter spaces during a game and mm-hmm. having me be at the game as the reporter. And so, yeah. you know, it's kind of like that ESPN megacast where they have coaches watch the game and do commentary during, uh, you know, the, the national championship and you get <laughs> yeah. their insight. But then you have this guy who's at the game who can tell you about the weather. He can talk about the bands. He can talk about that, you know, and, yeah. and so uh, I'm working on that with a couple people. But yeah, I mean, everything is on the table. I really want to capitalize on me being, you know, boots on the ground, being at these games. And, uh, you know, I'm open to anything. It's definitely something to think about um, as you move through because it's, it's valuable commentary, valuable information that you can talk about each week that people don't, the average fan doesn't get. So well, I call it we- Shark Tank, right? Yeah. Like, I got this idea, but I need, like, Mark Cuban to, to finance me, you know? Me. We all need a Mark, Mark Cuban. Cuban, you know, <laughs> one of the other sharks, so. We all need a Mark Cuban at this point. Yes. Um, all right, well, let's jump in. We left off at week seven, so we're heading into week eight right now, which is, you know, this is the back half of the season, the back nine, if you will. Um, and so at this point, you know, teams are, are jockeying for position as we head down the home stretch. It's it'll be it'll be interesting to see. You know, we, we got the first preseason rankings just yesterday, and not everybody puts a lot of stock into these. Of course, you have your usuals, Alabama, Clemson, surprisingly a little Oklahoma action up there. Um, you, you have your top teams, but this is the week, I feel like, week eight, week nine, and week ten, where you really get to see maybe some smaller teams make some big moves because you're moving through, you know, your conference schedule and some of these have the other games thrown in. You've got rivalry games coming up. And this is, to me, the most interesting part um, of the schedule. And you're finally figuring out who is who and, and what's what. So we head into this October 21st weekend and um, you already had some changes. So you want to start off with your week eight, um, just top to bottom, and then I'll go into mine. Yeah, and just to kind of to bookend what you're talking about, you know, you the preseason rankings are great, and then all of a sudden <laughs> five or six weeks go by, and then a team not ranked moves up to number nine. Yep. A team that was supposed to be number two <laughs> is now three and three. So, yeah, you'll, you'll definitely by week eight have new contenders and some people yep. who have not met expectations. So, uh, you know, the... Week eight is uh, still in the the midst of uh, fun belt games, as we call the weekday yes. fun belt games. So uh, a Thursday night, this you know, last year people really when Coastal Carolina beat App State, mm-hmm. that was kind of like they have arrived because App State has been the dominant team in the Sun Belt for a long time. So uh, Coastal at App State, boom, uh, Thursday night. That's going to be that's an incredible be place. Yeah. I, you know, I mentioned I call Kid Brewer Field of Dreams, and it's just a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Friday night game, that's one that I just switched because UNLV, which I originally had week three, uh, the, the Mountain West moved two of their games to weeknights. And so now UNLV hosting uh, defending Mountain West champion San Jose State. Mm-hmm. Um Friday, I've seen a game at Arizona Stadium, but it was the Arizona Bowl between New Mexico State and Utah State, so <laughs> that doesn't count. No. Uh, so I still need a game. Uh, and there's a Friday night, Washington at Arizona. Okay. Uh, you know, Act 12, Act after dark type stuff. Yeah. And then yeah. um, 
I'm going to make my annual trip to uh, Hawaii. Nice. And it's, you know, hard work to have to go there every year. <laughs> and they're hosting New Mexico State. And they, you know, Aloha Stadium just got condemned because right. of they neglected it. And right. now there's a big problem because in, in FBS, you have to have, I think it's 14,000 is the minimum seating capacity to maintain your FBS status. And uh, they're on campus stadium even after. Uh, alterations is only going to have about 9,000. So they need something to pop in order to do that. But, you know, my rule, as I mentioned last time, is if someone gets a new stadium, I replace them. And so even though I've seen a couple games, uh, Hawaii at Aloha Stadium, this is now considered a new stadium because they're playing in a new stadium. Interesting. Okay. that That's a, a busy weekend of things for you. <laughs> a lot of West Coast stuff. Yeah, I like very that. Often, that. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, that's nice. You don't have to go too far. And now you made me curious, so I Googled that. And I don't know if this is... So the first article I see says, each school must have a stadium in place large enough to meet NCAA minimum attendance requirements, which I didn't even know there yeah. was a minimum attendance requirement says at least 15,000 average home attendance once every right. two years for yeah, FCS. So what, and what's tough is a lot of oh. schools aren't really getting that. No. You know, like if you look at some Mac schools, I mean, I've been to Maxion games where I'm like, there's like yeah. 40 people there. There's more people on the field than in the crowd. <laughs> um, but, you know, University of Idaho, they were in um, FBS and in 2017, uh, they dropped back down to FCS. The Kibbe Dome mm -hmm. uh, is their home stadium, and I think it only holds like 14,000 fans. So um, it's important. Uh, they want to be able to only reserve FBS for, you know, big-time college football. Yeah. And so Hawaii is getting an uh, except, exception for a couple of years. You know, the, the basic the plan that they're talking about is um, mm -hmm. re just rebuilding uh, Aloha Stadium, having kind of like a shopping complex, retail mm -hmm. apartments down there. But we know how long that takes. And the other thing, Hawaii is very interesting because their fans get charged $59.99 per home game oh, uh, by wow. Spectrum Sports. So yeah. it's this weird thing where they want football and mm -hmm. Hawaii is different because there's you know, there's no pro teams. They yeah. represent the state. It's big, but there's just a resistance to fund their program like they need. So, uh, but yeah, if you, so they're getting a, a, an exception for a couple of years until they figure it out. So hopefully they do. Well, I'm curious how COVID also will play into this, you know, rolling two year period they have for this average attendance. Will that just be you know, a, a wash and they just won't count that as one of the years because obviously there were no fans at a, yeah, a lot of these I games. Say, I would say probably they're going to make an exception for COVID. I would uh, be very curious sense. to ask somebody um, who would know that. I might have to look into having a an NCAA, you know, council member or somebody come on and talk about that because that's, I had never even thought about that until you just brought it up. So th there you go. I'm going to do some research on that. Um, there you go. All right, so for my week eight, you know, I'm going to stick with that Tulane at SMU game and primarily because Dallas for me is a very easy uh, hub to get out of, you know, where I live in Monterey. I just take one flight to get to Dallas and then Dallas is a huge hub to go everywhere else. So I basically right. have to go through Dallas every time I fly somewhere, either that or Arizona. So, and Tulane is my, one of my little teams that I, I follow. Um, I have like a little brother type guy that plays tight end there, so... Uh, always following them. So that's kind of a, just a easy game for me to get to. And then I'm looking at Memphis at UCF because I do want to get out to the bounce house at one point this season. So that might be the game since it's a Friday night game. 
And then I've got a you know a list of Saturday games that might change. UMass at Florida State. I want to see UMass play. I also want to go to Florida State. I have yet to cover a game there. And their head coach, Mike Norvell, is somewhat of a friend of mine. I've used to cover him when he was in the Pac-12. Um, I love what he's doing for the culture there. And I want to check it out. I have a couple friends that are on the coaching staff. So want to try and get out there. But then you've got Clemson at Pittsburgh. And I love covering games at Heinz Field. It's so... <laughs> cool right like to have a college team that plays there so that I think is going to be interesting not that Pittsburgh is great per se but they're not bad and then playing in that environment now I don't know if they'll have fans this year last year I covered a game there no fans at Heinz Field weirdest experience of my life they piped in crowd noise through the speakers and it felt like there was fans but you look around and there's none it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen so I kind of want to go back and see what it would be like with fans, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, two things. One is mm-hmm. UCF, I went to the 2018 AAC National Champion or uh, Conference Championship mm-hmm. versus Memphis, and that was the most fun I've ever had a football game okay. in my life. Like, I'm a neutral fan, right? Like, yeah. that's my thing. But, like, I could not help bouncing. Like, they call it the bounce house because yep. the bleachers actually flex. <laughs> that's what it is. So That's terrifying because the first time I covered a game there, the press box sways. Yeah. And I was sitting there, and I was having a full-on panic attack because <laughs> we're from California. Like, I thought it was an earthquake, and everyone is just laughing at me, like, no, this is the stadium. And it was, I was just like, oh no, this is yeah. crazy. <laughs> it was very crazy. Yeah. And then you talked about Pittsburgh, you mm-hmm. know, that, you know, there's, there's an account on Twitter who ranks everything, and I have him blocked on Twitter. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> just does like 130 coaches with most swag, right? And I'm like, okay. how do you know these things, right? And so, they did a ranking of the best places to tailgate and hang out. And in the top 40 wasn't even Pittsburgh. And that area right outside Heinz Field, North Shore, yeah. is such an awesome place. You got the, you know, I took a, 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 a ride in the river. Somebody just gave me. Yeah, a, they have like boats that pull up and tailgate. Yeah, yeah it's so cool. All these, you know, uh, breweries and everything. So yeah. uh, if I could, ever, I'm going to later in the season, there's a, a Wednesday night game I'm going to there. But yeah, I mean, that is a lot of fun to go there too. Yeah. So that, you know, you have all good choices. I know. And then I've got Illinois at Penn State. State because I've yet to go to Happy Valley. So that's on my obviously college football bucket list to, to yeah. get there and see a game. So that's going to be kind of a game time week decision to kind of pick out. Florida State probably makes the most sense if I'm going to be at UCF, but you know, I might go to any of them. So that's a, it'll be a, a rotating week eight for me. And then week nine is a little more straightforward because I'm just going to do one, I'm going to do a Saturday game, no other, you know, weekday games. And I'm my, my prime game for week nine that I want to go to is Michigan State at Michigan because I have a feeling that this year is going to be so interesting between Mel Tucker, you know, and Jim Harbaugh at Media Day saying, you know, that they need to win against Ohio State and that's his primary focus and he's forgetting about this rivalry game that's important for him to win um, you know, and to keep his <laughs> to keep his position at Michigan. So I've been to the big house before. It was only for a Utah game, um, and it was rain delayed, lightning delayed. It was crazy. So I'd like to go back and see a true Michigan State Michigan game. Um, so that's the one I'm going to try and go to. But there's Cincinnati at Tulane that weekend. Georgia State at Georgia Southern, which is supposed to be incredible, and then Georgia at Florida, which everyone has told me to go to, and. I might just have to check out the swamp for that. So there's like four games 
then I don't know. I'm going to have to make another game time. So I'm sure your week nine looks a little different. <laughs> well, I'm, je- I'm, you know, I'm jealous, you know, the world's biggest cocktail party. That's Georgia. Yep. Florida. You know, the <laughs> Southern, not state. I mean, they hate each other. They do. Georgia, Georgia, Southern. <laughs> I went to Michigan State at Michigan in 2019. Okay. And it was fun. I mean, Shea Patterson lit him up in, in one of his best games. And right. uh, it's just, you know, the big house is, it was a day game. It was like noon. It was beautiful. So, okay. uh, and, you know, Tulane, we talked about earlier. So uh, my week nine is, I'm going to say unremarkable, but that's that's the <laughs> word I'm going to use. So, okay. uh, you know, I'm already going to Coastal Carolina on uh, week two versus Kansas. And so the only two games on Thursday are USF at East Carolina and Coastal hosting Troy. And so I'm just going to go to East Carolina. It's okay. not easy to get to Greenville from the Bay Area in no. one day. So it's, you know, I'm going to arrive in Raleigh-Durham around 4.30 and book it two hours to Greenville. So we'll make that one. Uh, the Ivy League moved, we mentioned last time, some games to weeknights. And so Princeton at Cornell. That's going to be awesome. Uh, you know, I want to check that out. And then uh, a change I made based on the UNLV game, uh, I was going to be going to Nebraska at Purdue, but that was a red-eye flight from Syracuse into Omaha. <laughs> uh, Cornell and Temple, you know, Temple's in downtown Philly. It's right. only about a five-hour drive. So uh, I'm going to take the easy route there and uh, just have a nice little East Coast weekend and knock out two new stadiums. Nice. Princeton at Cornell is going to be cool, and then UCF at Temple. I'm I'm excited. Temple. I know we talked about Temple and I, w- I want to see it. I know it's not a destination that's glamorous by any means, but I, I know some people in the program have heard some good things. So I, I hope to be at Temple at one point this season. So I'll be interested to hear your take yeah. after you visit it. So that's going to, I mean, that's unremarkable, but it's, it's like, it's hardy, you know, it's like, it's, it's what you need it's a good college football weekend for someone who likes college football. You know? And you know what? UCF travels really well. Yes. I mean, I went to, I think we talked last time, the Cincinnati uh, UCF game a couple of years ago. I went to, I mean, Cincinnati's crowd was lit just because <laughs> it was UCF. And so I saw that and everybody, you know, the AAC is not a power five. The way that people treat UCF, you know, for better or for worse, yeah. they're legit. They bring it, you know, even on the road. So uh, I would, you know, and I have a decent following with UCF. UCF people, so okay. uh, I always want to try to get one. I mean, they're already mad at me because I, on my first draft of my schedule, I said I was going to the war on I four, and then I changed <laughs> it, and now I'm not going. So um, they also said I'm a bad luck with uh, Tulsa, right? I'm a bad luck charm. So we'll we'll see. Maybe I can redeem myself in their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I get those all the time. I have yeah. a very bad habit of jinxing kickers. And I, I never know. It's like a superpower. And I never know when I go into a stadium which team is going to be the one I'll jinx. So I always feel, very, I feel bad for the home team. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, but just be, just yell. I can't Those control it. It's just, you guys are both in trouble. <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility. So I just try and, you know, limit the damage. All right, week 10. Here we go. We're rolling. This is... November. We made it to November and the schedule. So this month is a breeze, but a lot of important games. Um, so I'm going to go. F- I'm only doing Friday, Saturday. Uh, I'm going to do Virginia Tech at Boston College. I've been wanting to go to BC for a long time. Two teams I've never covered. And I love going into games like that because I just get to, I do so much research. I learn so much about them. So um, should be a nice little Friday night game. And then from there, it's going to be anybody's guess. Tulane's at UCF. I would love to see that game. I think it's going to be a battle. 
Coastal Carolina is at Georgia Southern. I have to get a Georgia Southern game. I don't know whether it's going to be the one from the prior weekend, this weekend. So I have to keep their schedule in my rotating schedule just in case, you know, it works out. I'm going to get there no matter what. I've already been promised a run across the bridge from Coach Lunsford. And I'm going to check out this river that they were baptized in. There's so many things I want to see. So that's on my schedule. And then Rhode Island at UMass, random kind of little game there, but um, it intrigued me. So I, I threw it on there. Um, and, and I'm going to pick one of those three. So that's my week 10. So my, my heads up to you is Boston College. The parking situation <laughs> is maybe the worst okay, in college football. I mean, I drove around for like 40 minutes. I found an Applebee's parking lot, and I asked them if they were going to tow me. And, uh, you know, nobody could give me a straight answer. And I was like, well, it's a rental car, so who cares? And then, <laughs> uh, then I took Uber to the stadium, and I got like 10 you know, you know, not close enough to get dropped off, but there was so many people crossing the street. I was like, just drop me off here, you know. So just be prepared for that. It okay. is, a, Good it is a task to get a parking spot. Uh, for me, week 10 is the beginning of Maction. Yes. So, um, you know, last year they didn't allow any fans at Maction. Uh, for a game traveler like me, the way, you know, because people will say, how could you have such high numbers and you've only been doing this for four or five years? Well, <laughs> if there's a new game, if there's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that's, that's five games. Yeah. You can do them all new in the beginning and you do it for three straight weeks. That's 15 right off the bat. So this begins a, a period of... 15 games in 19 days. So oh I just told, goodness. you know, my friends and family, they, I just hope they can get along without me. I mean, that's <laughs> just the way it works. So um, I will be available by phone and FaceTime, but other <laughs> there than you that, go. I can't really help if there's something goes down. So, <laughs> um, so Tuesday and, and uh, Wednesday are Mac games. So ball state at Akron. Okay. And then um, Northern Illinois at Kent state. I've never seen a game at Kent state. Uh, November 4th is uh, a MEAC game, got moved with HBCU school, and okay. it's Delaware State at Morgan State. Friday is another uh, Ivy League. Ivy League yeah. yeah, so Princeton at Dartmouth, we're going to hit that. And then I have um, some friends I've made uh, during the course of the spring at Southern, and they're playing Florida A&M. Florida A&M is a new entrant into the SWAC, so... Okay. Um, that is going to be a very full weekend of football. But yeah. four, new, four new stadiums, three new FCS stadiums, and one new uh, MAC stadium. That's exciting. Do you get really like pumped when you get a weekend like that where it's all new stuff? Yeah, you know, I mean, there's nothing. You know, we talked about the glamour life last time. There's <laughs> nothing like walking in somewhere and just getting that feeling like this is all worth it. You know? Yeah. And that's how it feels. And uh, you know, people, the best part about traveling to games is most people haven't traveled very much, but they like what they have. And so they yeah. want you to see it in the same light as you. And even though in the back of your mind, you know, okay, hey, they play Sweet Caroline at every stadium. Oh, hey, you know, they light off fireworks at every, you know, but they are so proud of what it looks like. They want you to see it the same way. So right. every time you go somewhere. And then the other thing is, it's great to go to Michigan have 100,000 people there feel the vibe. But some of these games, I mean, I literally, because I film plays too with my phone and, yeah. and do that, like I can stand above the first level of bleachers and there's a, you know, a path, a walkway. And as the drive is going down the field, I can walk 10 yards and be right there and then walk 10 yards and be right there. And I can film everything and then just in real time, tweet it out, tag the players. And then, you know, that thing bounced around Twitter. So there's nothing like, you know, and then the Mac... 
college football, September, hot as hell. Uh, <laughs> October, the weather is great. And then yeah. November comes in as brutal cold. So um, that's another thing. But yeah, no, there's nothing better than having all your hard work and preparation pay off and then getting a new experience. I mean, I would, you know, people are like, why are you going to, you know, Southern? Why would you go to Kent State? It's because yeah. you want to be able, the best way to, to actually know what you're talking about is have been there. Right. So I want to be somebody that, you know, puts their money where their mouth is. That's, and that is very, that's a good way to go about it. So that's going to be a fun weekend. I'm excited. You have a similar one the next week. So I will just go for, for week 11. Again, as I head down the stretch of these November games, for me covering the games, I, I take a little bit of a step back um, and doing all of the, the three in a week or four in a week because it gets a little hard to, to do that yes. many and write about them and whatnot. So week 11 for me right now, I'm probably just going to do one. Although the more we talk about it and the more I look through the season, I definitely am eyeing that North Carolina-Pittsburgh Thursday night game. Like, okay, maybe I can make that work. As of right now, I wrote down USC at Cal and – I'm looking at the schedule and wondering why I did that a little bit, but I, I, the reason I want to see that game is Cal has been clawing and clawing to get back into relevance in the Pac-12, and Justin Wilcox has done such an incredible job with the team, specifically the defense, which was basically in shambles when Sonny Dykes left, and he turned them into one of the best defenses statistically in the nation when it came to like the secondary and the takeaways. So, you know, they were so good that the Miami Dolphins hired away their their DBs coach, uh, Gerald um, Alexander. And it's been so fun to watch. And that game, for any Pac-12 team, beating USC or beating Stanford or Oregon, those are like, you know, milestone moments. So I just have this weird feeling that Cal might upset USC in the Bay Area. So I want to be there for that, you know? Yeah, and I mean, Cal, a few years ago, I mean, they had some of the, you know, Marshawn Lynch, Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, Deshaun Jackson. I mean, that's some Very of the best story players. And they were, they were on, they had it going, and then it, they couldn't keep it going. Right. And so, you know, Coach Wilcox, like you said, it seems like the program is trending in the right direction. And there was, you know, USC Cal, you know, 12, 13 years ago, <laughs> uh, that was a, you know, Liner versus Rogers. If, yep. if they lined up, I mean, that was a huge thing. So, yeah. and then, you know, from just a, a stadium perspective, Memorial Stadium is one of the underrated yes. great stadiums it there. Really I mean, you got Tightwad Hill there where people <laughs> can watch the game from uh, the the hill and, and just peer in and not pay anything. Yep. Uh, I went there a couple of years ago, and uh, the sun came down at the right time. It was beautiful. It's beautiful, so, and, it, and yes. the campus is up on the hill, so you could see the whole you know Bay Area from the back. Like if you look out the backside, so. It is very underrated. My only caveat is that I, I do have Cal at Stanford um, the next weekend because it's the Axe game, and I have I haven't missed an Axe game in forever. And we always have a big bet on you know who's going to win. So I may not try and do two back to back weekends with Cal, but uh, you know sometimes that's what it is, and, and that's yeah. what the schedule calls for. So your yeah. your week eleven is way more interesting. So so go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean it's interesting. It actually is a is a fun one. So yeah. uh, more back, you know, uh, Tuesday night is Eastern Michigan. Uh, their their stadium, you know, at the factory. It is <laughs> man, I've been there, and it has been. I remember I bought. So my mom bought me this. Imagine like the Michelin Man, except yeah. it was blue and it was like a sleeping bag suit, right? <laughs> and 
I looked at this thing and I was like, I cannot wear this in public, but I packed it. Yeah. And when I got out of my rental car, it was so cold. And I put this thing on there and I, you know, there's like these little slots to put your hands through, yeah. right? Otherwise they're everything. I mean, I was so warm. I had to unzip it because I was so warm. Oh but God. then the other side of it was people wanted to take my picture with their, take their picture with me because I looked so ridiculous, you know? <laughs> so um, That's awesome. I, I did a double header and then I went to uh, Notre Dame that same day. And these people, you know, 50% were like, you're an idiot. 50% were like, you're a genius. Yeah. So we'll see. I still have the suit. So maybe I'll be busting that out again. <laughs> uh, but then, and um, the, the Wednesday night game, Toledo at Bowling Green. Uh, I need Bowling Green. That's going to be a new one. Okay. Uh, you mentioned Pittsburgh. Um, you know, Bowling Green, Pittsburgh, the Eastern Michigan. Yeah. Those are all drivable. So North Carolina at Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, then we're going to fly back all the way to Boise. I was Blue looking Turf. at that game, too. So I might see you there. I've never been. Oh, my God. Those people are great. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're great. passionate. And, you know, they are, you know, I went there a couple of years ago and I was sitting by myself and I started to get interrogated. Like, they're like, why are you here by yourself? What is going on? <laughs> Where are your friends? Yeah. And then, you know, I told them what I do. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, that's where the, the guys who dress up like Elvis sit. These are the songs you have to sing. This is, you know, it was just like this instructional but also like uh, cohesive group, yeah. and it was very. I mean, it's everything that you would think about the, you know, the accommodations and the the people would give you. So that, and then um, you know, right, not too far of a flight, Arizona at Washington. I was supposed to go to uh, Michigan at Washington week one of last year, but when they canceled all uh, out of conference games for the Pac-12, that mm-hmm. game went away. So uh, everybody says, and I've been there yeah. once. But everybody says the Husky Stadium is Incredible. the best setting in all of college football. And so I'll I don't know it. about the best setting, but it is it makes the list for sure. And I think the sailgating is what really puts it over the top for people, which is a cool feature, you know, at, at, a, at a college stadium. But it it scares me the way that it's built. It's a lot like the Seahawks Stadium and then it's built up and over. So when you're in the press box at the top there, you're almost over the field, which is a little scary if you're afraid of heights. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, that, that kind of same thing at Oregon State kind of has the same yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah um, it's cool, though. Yeah, I mean, BYU is one of the places they talk about best setting Colorado. They want to say the same thing. So, yeah. Um, but I, you I can make arguments for a lot of these these, I think Utah is one of the best settings that just doesn't yes. get talked about. Rice Eccles is so loud and the fans are great and it's so beautiful in the mountain there. But the same thing with the Rose Bowl, you know, so exactly. it just depends on on where you're looking at it. That's going to be a really fun end, though. Arizona State with Herm Edwards versus Washington that's looking like they're going to be a contender in the north. That's And that's late in the schedule, so there's going to be a lot of implications for Pac-12 championship on the line. That's a yeah. big north-south matchup. I like that. Uh, definitely. It's a good way to end the weekend. Well, that there you go into the Pac-12. If I look into my Week 12, that November 20th game is it's always reserved for the, the Axe game, Cal at Stanford this year. But I did write down Illinois at Iowa because I have some buddies in the Quad Cities that are like, you have to come to Iowa and see a game. It's incredible, the experience. Um, and so I do have that game 
also circled just in case, you know, the, the Axe game it doesn't mean anything. But I have a feeling the Cal-Stanford game is going to be important in the Pac-12 North race because um, this could be the year that we see Cal get in the in the Pac-12 championship. So um, I'm going to keep an eye on both of those and see what happens and go from there. So that's really all I got for Week 12. But you, again, have another slate, so let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, so I just to, to piggyback on the Iowa thing, if you yeah. do go there, of course, mm-hmm. it's the, you know, the greatest tradition in college football yep. is the waving the at the Children's Hospital. Yep. And, and I have a video that I took, I did it a couple of years ago, and I zoomed in, and they have, like, giant paper hands that the kids <laughs> put over their hands, and they wave them back and forth. So you can literally see them waving. It's, it's very, you know, wholesome and cool. And yes. anybody who has any experience with Children's Hospital really just kind of hits home with you so you know if if you get it out there you'll definitely enjoy it Uh, my week 12 so this is the you know the home stretch of the 15 games in 19 (laughs) days and this is when like you don't really know where you're at you don't know what time zone you're in (laughs) you know I did a game in Louisville and I remember a couple years ago you know they opened the gate like 90 minutes before the game yeah and I'm standing there yelling at them like open the door let's go right (laughs) And then I found out, like, I didn't know what time zone Louisville was in, and I was yelling at him to open it two and a half hours early. So I just, you know, so, um, yeah, I sit there like, this guy is crazy, you know, rabid, wants to get in there. I'm like, you know, so I, I just didn't know time. So, um, so Tuesday night, uh, Bowling Green, Miami of Ohio, um, you know, Check out uh, that one out again. I guess Bowling Green two weeks in a row. Eleven uh, seventeen Central Michigan at Ball State. Ball State got some top twenty five votes, uh, and that's a new stadium for me. Uh, Friday night or is that Thursday night? Thursday night would be uh, Louisville at Duke. Okay, I've seen a game at Duke. It's always cool when you go to North Carolina because Duke, NC State, and um, now I'm drawing a blank. Uh, North Carolina, all within 20 miles of each other. Yeah, that's right. You can do a 12 game, a four game, and an eight game. It's happened before. That's crazy. Uh, and then just like the previous week, we're going to fly all the way cross country to uh, Pullman, Washington. Oh. To check out <laughs> yes. Washington State, Arizona. I love when the Pac-12 does these Friday night games. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's a, a stadium traveler's dream. And then... They call uh, Montana State and Montana the the brawl of the wild. That's what they call it. And, uh, you know, you talk about settings. Those Montana people will tell you that uh, their stadium is uh, Washington Grizzly, I believe is the name of it, is uh, ranks right up there with all the other ones. So I've been there for a campus visit. Uh, I slept in my car in a, at a park outside of the stadium mm-hmm. and went there and did a morning visit. And that game, like, all the people that I made friends with in the FCS spring season are thrilled that I chose it. And so, um, you know, November 20th, Montana, um, you're going to get the authentic feel, and I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. I am jealous of the Washington State game. Pullman is the one Pac-12 city and stadium I have yet to, to go to. It's the only one I have left on the Pac-12 tour. It's just so hard to get to. <laughs> yeah, and you know what's cool is, well, you know, I think we, we mentioned earlier that Idaho had dropped down to uh, FCS, but Idaho is in Moscow, yep. and um, Washington State is in Pullman. They're only separated by 11 miles, and yeah. they're in different states. So I've done a day game at the Kibbe Dome, and I've done a night game at uh, at, at Martin Stadium. So, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, you can fly into Spokane. It's probably like a two-hour drive south. 
um, is definitely not easily accessible, no. but it's it's a beautiful stadium. And uh, I just ran a Twitter poll, and you know, Old Crimson and a bunch of them, yep. they ran them all the way to the Final Four. So they they love. They're their very passionate for sure. We always see Old Crimson on game day, and it is a beautiful sight. I definitely want to get there. I have to figure out. I want to do an Apple Cup in Pullman. So that's yes. kind of my goal. So obviously, I think this year it's in Washington. So I'll have to wait for the next year unless I, I manage to get up there. But I love the people at Washington State. They're, they're good people. So, uh, all right, that's week 12. Now we're on to week 13. We're really rolling on this one. Look at us. <laughs> I know. We're going to make it through. Yes. Uh, this one gets a little crazy for me because I, for some reason, uh, Thanksgiving week or you know weekend or whatever it is I always go a little crazy because there's so many good games on to try and hit and um I don't really care about holidays in that regard so uh I it's easier to travel on those days when people are kind of home with their families so I'm gonna do Thursday November 25th Ole Miss and Mississippi State I've wanted to do this game every year Forever, It's been really hard to get credentialed, but I'm hoping this is the year that I'll make it to Stark Vegas. Um, one of my good friends, Chrissy Freud, is the new beat writer for them for SI.com. So she just moved to Starkville this week, this month. And so um, it's, it'll be a chance to reconnect with her and get to see her and cover the game. So that's where I'm going to go first. Then I'm looking at Iowa, Nebraska on that Friday. Have not been to Nebraska uh, want to check out, you know, if this is going to be part of Scott Frost's five-year plan, what's going to happen with the Huskers this year. So want to get out there and see that. And then we talked about November 27th being a day you have open. Might I sell you the Georgia at Georgia Tech clean old-fashioned hate rivalry game? One of my favorite all-time rivalry games. And you might ask yourself, how does one from California find themselves into this game? And I honestly don't remember how we got into it, but... We, when I went and covered it, it was one of the most incredible experiences. Georgia Tech, weirdly one of the most fun tailgates I've ever seen. Um, and maybe it's because it was the Georgia game. I don't know. But you would think because their stadium's downtown, you know, it's not really conducive to that. But it was pretty incredible. So, and this year I'm looking to bring some friends with me to certain games. Um, I don't know what I'm going to call it yet, but a couple names that people will recognize um, and one of them that I'm looking at bringing is a man named Bubba Sparks, who is famous for uh, a song called Miss New yeah, Booty. Yeah. <laughs> I remember back in the day. Yeah. Bubba has been on the podcast. He is a buddy of mine and he is a huge Georgia fan. So I am thinking about bringing him with me to that game and walking around covering it and seeing it through, you know, having him commentate it. So I think that's going to be a heck of a weekend. I also have Navy at Temple as a backup, but um, I think it's going to be Georgia, Georgia Tech, so. Wow, well, I remember that Timberland beat, wasn't it, for Bubba Sparks, that song? They, yep, yeah. they worked together until they didn't, and yep. yeah, Bubba still so, makes music to this day, so. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, anybody <laughs> can get a hit is, you know, that's big time, so mm-hmm. your schedule looks like what mine, I wanted mine to look like. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, first of all, I went to the, the Egg Bowl two years ago, okay. and it was at, um, uh, Starkville, and that was the game where that receiver 
lifted his leg up to pee. Oh so my god! Yes. So you know it was twenty. I want to say twenty-one fourteen. The guy scores, makes mm-hmm. it twenty-one twenty. Lifts the leg up, gets a penalty. They move the extra point back fifteen yards. All the teams going up to the kicker. You can see him on the jumbotron. They're like, "Oh, you got this," and he's like, "Yeah, I got it. No problem. It doesn't matter." They move it back fifteen yards. And then he <laughs> like just it does matter. The extra point, and then they run on the field, and the game's over. So that was an incredible moment. And, and you know. You walk in that stadium and that cowbell stuff is uh-huh. so intense and so loud. I actually went with my brother to that game and we looked at each other like, this is what they do all game. And so they'll run it down till there's like 15 seconds in the play clock and they stop. But that is just an intense environment. And now you're going to elevate it with, you know, Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin I there. I, I mean, that game is so hard to pass up. And so for me... Yeah. Only reason I'm passing up is, you know, I agreed with all your I don't care about holiday stuff. But <laughs> San Jose, because I've been to that game, mm-hmm. San Jose State is playing a Thanksgiving game. And, Fresno you know, State, yeah. Play, yeah, my dad played college football, but I can't really get him to travel anywhere. I don't know why, uh, <laughs> but I don't want to air out my personal stuff on, on a podcast. Yeah, of course. But I can get him to go to San Jose to a game. So I'm okay. thinking – you know, go have whatever Thanksgiving thing you want and go check out some football at night. That's going to be a good game, too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then the Friday game, that will be my 130th stadium. And uh, the Utah. one that I have to okay. save is Colorado at Utah. And That's so, exciting. Yeah, I got a little 9 a.m. flight to Utah, get there at 11.55, and then, you know. Well, i got to connect you with some people at Utah because their fan base, I don't know if you've heard much about them, but they're incredible. And there is a tailgate there that's very famous. It's very good. Um, One of my girlfriends who's a writer, Michelle Bodkin, they have a tailgate. So we'll definitely hook you up with some people there, and you're going to love it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm trying to make a big deal out of 1.30. Yes, you should. (laughs) And then, you know, I mentioned the UNLV schedule change. So you uh, Temple was going to be the Friday, Saturday game. Right. It was going to be one thirty, but now we shuffled things. So right now, um, you know, I could choose some games. I mean, BYU's playing at USC. Uh, you oh. know, you got the Iron Bowl, uh, Auburn at Alabama, or Alabama at Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got Bedlam, you got Oklahoma at Oklahoma yeah. State. This is also the first round of the FCS playoffs, so I can get a new stadium in theoretically. It's also the Bayou Classic, which is Southern and Grambling, which is always, uh, you know, a great tradition. So I... As long as things go the way they're supposed to, <laughs> and we know that there's going to be some hiccups along <laughs> yeah. the way. Uh, but if, if everything pans out uh, the way that I have it on paper, I'm open that day. So right. uh, you got Florida, Florida State, Texas A&M to LSU, yeah. Virginia Tech, Virginia. There's Clemson at South Carolina, Oregon State at Oregon. There's Notre Dame's at Stanford that weekend, too, um, which is always a good game. And you're not, you know, then you're back home. But, yeah, I yeah. mean, there's so many. It's crazy. Exactly. You could go so, anywhere and it'd be a good so that's game. 50 games. That's crazy. For me. That's nuts. So we 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 round out week thirteen. That's the regular season, and and that's 
That's incredible. I think it's really cool that you're ending the 130 if it works out at Utah because that's a very special place to do so. You know, they they very they very much value college football and Rice Eccles. Is that a night game or is, oh they don't know yet? That could it be. Says, uh, it says four or four four thirty or eight, depending if it's on yeah. Fox so or you'll Fox get Sports you'll Sports. get the night atmosphere, um, and that's their rivalry game. Their their kind of made up rivalry between Colorado because it was a, out of necessity that they built this rivalry but um you'll get to see a, a night rice eccles which i love the day games there because it's beautiful but the night games are just so incredible like you're gonna be shocked at how loud it gets a lot of teams say that it's a very hard place to play so well they uh i have been inside the suites but i have not been in the stadium i've gone there a couple times and tried to smooth talk my way <laughs> in and they told me they said we don't let people in the field in the stadium because homeless people sleep under the bleachers. Oh, That's what they told me. And okay. I was like, I don't think that I'm going to fit in that category of one of those people, but better be safe than sorry. Enough. So uh, <laughs> that will be my first time actually entering the stadium. That's so, awesome. That's going to be I'm great. Excited. I'm excited for you. Um, all right. Well, then that takes us to week 14, which is championship weekend. We both have... Friday, December 3rd, Pac-12 Championship in Vegas. Mm. <laughs> what could go wrong with a, with a Pac-12 Championship at the new Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas? New partnership for the Pac-12. I'm not sad to see it go from Levi because, no. honestly, it was the worst. I would rather <laughs> have had it at a school than have it at Levi. <laughs> So, I actually went to the national championship when it was Clemson, Alabama. There. Yeah, and, same. I mean, I got a ticket for like 320 bucks the last second, and yeah. I sat in the suite level. You know, I went to the the next year, I went to Clemson, LSU, and that was like 1200 bucks to get into the stadium, <laughs> you know? So it just shows you like the difference in, yes. in passion, and it was a very... I saw, what was it, uh, also the Pac-12 championship in 2019. It was Oregon-Utah, right? Yep. Yeah, that was an extremely boring game, too. Yeah, so it statistically has not gone well at Levi's, so I think, but it is a bold move to move it to states away, you know, to a state that doesn't have, there's no team in the Pac-12. Right. It's interesting, but, it you know, a lot of the, the teams travel well. You better hope it's not Stanford because they do not. So that would be kind of a bummer. But if it's a Utah, they would, you know, uh, Oregon would be great there. Even Cal, you know, um, ASU, they would all love it. So it'll be interesting to see the first, the first game there. And then uh, I'm actually going to be at the Big Ten Championship the very next day, which is going to be an interesting trip to try and make. But we are going to be there with Joey. That is his his hometown um, in Indy. So, and that's the site of the Natty this year. So, um, excited to see who's going to be in that Big Ten championship. So, you have yeah. a TBD for that Saturday. So, what's up with that? Well, being a guy who's trying, you know, neutral site games don't do anything for me. Right. Like, if you ever want to feel out of place, go to a bowl game and tell people that you don't care who wins, mm -hmm. right? They're just like, who, who are you? You know, where, where planet did you drop in from? Right. So, uh, you know, there are a couple of conferences, uh, Conference USA, Sunbelt, uh, Mountain West, 
Um, they all play their conference championship at the team's home stadium with the best record. So, yes. uh, which I like that approach. You oh, know, yeah. it's oh, yeah. yeah, it's. I think it's better. I get why the big teams don't do it. It's a money thing, but I think f- for the teams and the fans, it's way better. And you earn that right to host. Um, and it makes for a better environment, but I mean, imagine Alabama having to go to Athens on <laughs> yeah. a, for the SEC championship. I mean, it would be incredible. It would, you know? it really So would. I'm all for it. So, anyways, last year I was supposed to go to the Coastal Carolina Louisiana game, and that one got canceled while I was, you know, in Huntington, West Virginia, after the Marshall game, mm-hmm. uh, and then so that, and then that's the second round of the FCS playoffs. Um, so there's a, a lot of things up for grabs. I mean, okay. uh, you know, I think I mentioned uh, to you that last year I only went to one bowl game and it's just because you feel, I, I, I don't know how to, I don't know. I don't know the, you know, the postseason of college football is a little, it's my favorite ways. time, but I could see for you why it's, it's not really part of the, it's yeah, it, it's, it's a little strange for you. I just I love the home road dynamic right. at the stadium. That's what I love. And so, and, that's fair. Uh, and, and so anyways, but we'll, you know, I do enjoy good games and quality games. So, There'll be um, something. you know, so there'll, there'll be something yeah. for me to choose. I, I know that. Well, that that's, this is my favorite time because, and I talked about this with Kim, we love bowl season because you can do so many games and get so many teams that never like play each other um and it's it's fun and the the whole bowl game experience we talked about this a little before i do miss the bcs i know that's not cool to say but i miss how the bcs made all these games feel like the super bowl for teams it's a little different now but i will say this about the current system you know this year we get the playoff in indy and we get the cotton and i think it's the orange that are going to be um, the, t- the, playoff games. the playoff games this year. Yeah. And the cotton bowl is one of the best bowl games in college football. I mean, they do an incredible job, like not just for the game itself, but for the hospitality. And so that's kind of what it's become with these, with these, you know, playoff games and these bowl games is, um, it's, it's hospitality for the bigger ones, but the smaller ones can't compete. So, so you get a very big gap. Um, and we talked about that. But before we go into bowl games fully, I'm going to say the last thing on my schedule that I've actually planned out is the December 11th Army versus Navy at MetLife Stadium. I've always wanted to do this. It's a bucket list game. And, you know, luckily, uh, Kim, my partner, she lives in New Jersey and, and works for the Yankees. So she, you know, being out on the East Coast, is e- it makes it easier for her to shoot. So it's kind of lining up to be a perfect time to finally get to that game. So that, yeah. if all goes well, that's our last, you know, regular season game. And then we head into bowl season. So Yeah, and that's one I haven't I haven't done Army Navy myself. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, the, the last couple of years has been played in uh, Lincoln Financial Field for Temple. And I wanted my first time going into <laughs> the link to have it not be for an Eagles game, not going to be mm-hmm. for an Army Navy game, for it to be for... Uh, Temple. So, yeah. uh, but now it's at MetLife. I know last year they played Army Navy at Army uh, because there were no fans there. So yep. um, that would have been, you know, a cool one to go to. But everyone has said, you know, it's a, a great experience that everyone needs to do. And you know, when I'm done with my 130 stadiums, I want to go see, you know, the Red River River rivalry, right. and I want to go see the world's biggest cocktail party, and I yes. want to go see Army Navy. So um, those, you know, even if you finish a goal. 
college football so great there's even more there's so uh, many things to do yeah, and i think to go after afterwards i like the football in the baseball stadium aspect we used to do that with a bowl game out here at the giant stadium um they used to have i think it was the craft fight hunger bowl and prior to that was the emerald bowl but they used to do it at the giant stadium and it's such a cool you know a lot of people hate it because it's it's hard to make the football stadium on the baseball field but i think it, it blends these two sports together in a, in a unique way and they do it with the Fiesta or the Cheez-It Bowl. Um, they play it at Chase Field in Arizona. Um, I really want to see the Pinstripe Bowl, you know, played at Yankee Stadium and then this one played at MetLife. I've been to MetLife for a Mets game. I've not been. Um, I think MetLife, that's the Mets Stadium, right? That's the Giants. Oh, it's the Giants. Giants. Oh, they're playing yeah. it in the Giants. Okay. I was yeah. thinking of the Pinstripe Bowl. See, that's what I was thinking. But Yeah, I mean, there's the Fenway Bowl too. Yes, then, those are all my series. favorites. And then because the uh, San Diego State Aztecs, their stadium is still under construction, the Holiday Bowl is going yes. to play at Petco Park. So That's yeah. awesome. And Petco is such a great stadium. So. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm excited for that. I mean, it's such a classic um, classic matchup. So that'll, that'll round out. That'll do it for the regular season. Now, I know you did your bowl game schedule, but I think we bit. should save post-game for another podcast and talk um, – and talk about that in more in depth, maybe as we get into the season and we can talk about things we're excited for. Cause you have a very interesting travel schedule for bowl season that you have planned out. So I want to talk about that more as we get into the season, but yep. that was good. We made it, we made it through the schedule. That's... I'm glad it wasn't like a 25 week season, like baseball or something. <laughs> no. Join us for part 26 as we, you know, any uh, any yeah, closing no. thoughts on on this upcoming season? Well, I think I mentioned you know in the in the first part, like your schedule yeah. is legit, you know. <laughs> and I, I joke like you know how they have military rankings and the guys have the stripes on the side and it shows you know what their ranking is. You know, game travelers, if you look at other people's uh, their their profiles, they'll say you know I've got forty out of one thirty. I got right. twenty six out of one thirty. I mean, you are <laughs> jumping in in a upper level. Um, schedule yeah and it, you know it put, puts you amongst you know some of the best people out there so <laughs> it's very impressive uh you know I, I think you guys have a great angle you know doing all female team getting yep. you know some some uh cross cross connections with some people outside of the college football industry and yeah. you know i think people really like to you know, yes, we all love the analysis. Oh, yeah, that was a, you know, option pitch right. Look at the trips. <laughs> you know, we all love that. But at the yeah. same time, you like it, just the pure joy and doing it for the love of the game. And, you know, you are doing what I'm doing, but it, which is in the fall, you're putting college football as the number one priority of your life, you yeah. know, and not many people, A, can do that, and B, would know how to do it if they were. So I, I just, I really, you know, I appreciate the the platform being able to talk to you. But yeah. more importantly, like I'm talking to someone that is, you know, my peer doing things that I do. And, um, you know, I hope your your season goes off without a hitch. And, I, you know, it looks like we're going to be at a few games together. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, people should definitely follow you and, and your, your quest here because who knows? I mean, you start writing it down, you're going to be at 50 out of 130. I honestly like, might I go back. It, you know? I'm thinking about now that we've been talking about this, about going back and printing off some sort of list and, and sitting down and mapping it out because I never have – done that but I've been covering games for eight years so I guarantee I'm further along than I realize 
Um, my problem is that I make friends with these schools and then I go back. I have a hard time, you know, letting go. And then now I look at my season and I've promised, you know, eight teams I come out to their games. Well, that's half of a season. So I get it. I get it. Um, I'm going to sit down and map it out and see exactly where I where I fall on the um, on the list of and number wise. So we'll see where that scale ends up. But I appreciate you saying that and for you taking the time to come on and talk about this because it is a unique group of people that that does what we do and um and we do it honestly i do it for the fans you've been more than you know forthcoming about wanting to give people this inside look so it's really it is for us but it's also for everybody else you know so yeah it's uh, i mean you know what it the you know traveling to games also mm-hmm. is the vessel to other experiences you yes. know i go to museums i go to you know historical landmarks i you know go to scenery type all these things that you fit in between but really uh you know i want people if they can to live vicariously through me but also in an interactive way like like i mentioned last time you know i will tailgate with you i'll right. sit next to you at the game i'll talk to you during the game so it's just a thing where i know that in life i have some friends that uh, you know, if I haven't talked to him for four or five years, I could just pick up, yeah. uh, you know, we just talked about it. but there are some friends that you have, you need an event in front of you and then you could talk with each other, right? Yeah. Whether it's a concert, whether it's a comedy club, whatever. So this is the kind of thing, even if you have nothing in common with the person, <laughs> if you sit next to someone and the game gets going, you can talk and you can become friends with people who you have nothing in common right. with and you just have one shared interest and that's, you know, passion for college football. Exactly. I, and I cannot emphasize the people that I have met on these journeys have become lifelong friends. And yes, even if it's just when I come to town for a game and we reconnect or if it's we text, you know, every other day to check in, it doesn't matter because they are friendships forged in the college football fire. And honestly, there's nothing better. There really isn't. Absolutely. I mean, I got 21 year olds at college in coastal Carolina <laughs> texting me about their girlfriend problems, you know? So, uh, I'm like, man, oh, you, boy. you shouldn't put up with that. I don't think, you, you know, so it just, it connects you in, in unique and interesting ways. So I, I totally agree. Yeah. Well, that is going to do it for our part two of our schedule reveal podcast. We made it just under an hour. I'm so proud of us. Um, Very good. Thank you guys, everybody. That was Mike Barker. Make sure you follow him at CFB Campus Tour on Twitter and Instagram. Don't worry. I will be posting a lot of these links for you guys, and you'll be seeing him in my social media. Um, So, yeah, stay tuned. Make sure you go follow the podcast on social. Make sure you're rating and reviewing the podcast. And the most important thing to do until the next episode is to stay sassy. (laughs) So we'll see you next time.